bless you, God. Hallelujah. Just lift your hands right now. Hallelujah, God. Glory to your name, God. Father, you alone are worthy. God, we give you praise this day. We worship your holy name because there's none like you. There's none other worthy of the worship that, is, that you are worthy of. God, you alone are worthy. We thank you, Lord, for this opportunity to come together as a corporate body and to, to bless your name, to experience your presence. And God, we thank you, Lord, for how you've manifest yourself on today. And as we go into your word on today, God, we pray that you will speak to our hearts. God, our desire is to be challenged and equipped. God, for the test that we have at hand. Father, we thank you for every divine purpose, every divine appointment that you have set forth in motion in this earth. And God, we thank you, Lord, that for each one of us as individuals, there is something special you have for us on this day. Father God, we lift up Bishop Jackson to you. We lift up Lady Jackson to you. Continue to keep them and cover them. Speak through them mightily. And now, God, as we prepare to hear from you, Father God, we thank you, Lord, for showing your power in this house on this day, for your word going forth. And we know that your word goes forth. It does not return void. But God, for the assignment that is attached to your specific word on today, we thank you, God, that there are open hearts who are ready to receive it, embrace it. We give you praise, God, that there's going to be fruit manifest from your spoken word on this day. Have your way, God. We bless you. We honor you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Come on and put those hands together and bless the Lord. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Amen. Amen. We're going to go to the third chapter of Colossians this morning. Colossians chapter 3, beginning at verse 12. And the reason so, as those who have been chosen of God, holy and beloved, put on a heart of compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience, Bearing with one another and forgiving each other. Whoever has a complaint against anyone, just as the Lord forgave you, so also should you. And beyond all these things, put on love, which is the perfect bond of unity. And let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts, to which indeed you were called in one body, and be thankful. Let the word of Christ richly dwell within you with all wisdom, teaching and admonishing one another with psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing with thankfulness in your hearts to God. And whatever you do in word or deed, do all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks through him to God the Father. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. You may be seated in the presence of the Lord. Amen. And just for a thought this morning, 
Amen. It's a matter of the heart. It's a matter of the heart. Our theme this year is what? Healthy tabernacle. Amen. Amen. A healthy tabernacle. The heart, the head, the haven. For the next couple of months, uh, we are going to be focusing on our hearts. Amen. On last, on last Sunday, we, we heard about living the good life. Amen. Amen. How, how many of you want to live the good life, want to experience the good life? Amen. I think everybody in here wants to experience that good life. Amen. There's something good about good life, isn't there? Amen. And, and the, the heart plays a key role, a key role in how we live that good, how good our life is that we live. Amen. Amen. It's important because Proverbs 4 and 23 says, watch over your heart with all diligence. For from it flows the springs of life. So watch over, watch over your heart with all diligence. For from it flows the springs of life. Amen. So, so, so the springs of life, uh, they flow out of what? Out of my heart. Is that right? Out of the abundance of the heart, the what? The mouth speaks. Amen. Amen. So how many of you would agree that it, 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 where your heart is is important, isn't it? Amen. The word says where your heart is, there your what? Your treasure will be also. Amen. So the heart plays an important role in who you are, where you are, and what you are. Amen. Amen. So, so it's important for us to understand that, that if it's our desire to be the people who God wants us to be, how we deal with our heart has to be paramount. Amen. You, you've got to deal with your heart. And the other side of this, the Bible also says our hearts are deceitfully what? Above all things, what? <laughs> Desperately wicked. Amen. 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 And we've said it before. You don't have to practice doing wrong, do you? Sometimes wrong just pops up, doesn't it? Huh? I said <laughs> Sometimes, sometimes wrong just pops up. Where, where did that come from? Huh? Huh? <laughs> huh? You know, is, is, it, is anybody playing whack-a-mole with wrong in their heart? It pops up, you hitting it back down. It pops up, you hitting it back down. Y'all know what I'm talking about. Um, it pops up, you hit it. You know, you know your, our, our hearts, and in order for you to, for, to bring about a change in your heart, you've got to, to give your heart to God. Amen? Amen. Now, now, now we understand that is we are placed in the body of Christ to bring forth what? Fruit. We've been talking about that in discipleship class, how important it is for us to bring forth fruit. And, 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 and if I understand it's important for me to bring forth fruit, I've got to understand how God intends for that fruit to be made manifest in my life. At the end of the day, what is God going to do? He is going to place, he is going to strategically place me in some situations, isn't he? Huh? Is that, is that what he's going to do? He's going to strategically place me in some situations and some circumstances that are designed to bring forth what? fruit. He's going to bring people across my path 
that is designed for me to do what? Bring forth, designed for me to what? Bring forth fruit. Huh? He, he's he's going to cause things to be a certain way. Huh? He's going to cause things to be a certain way. Why? Because he intends for me to do what? Bring forth fruit, right? Is that right now? Now, I've got to understand if all of that is how God is operating in my life, then I've got to understand that everything is from his perspective and not mine. Now, in order for me to understand that, I've got to realize that he does not do, God does not do things the same way you do things. Can I say that again? God does not do things the same way that, that you do things. Now, in some situations, that's good. Because some of us have a problem forgiving. So we thank God that God don't do things the way that we do things. Y'all, did y'all catch that? But the other side of it, have you ever gone through a struggle and asked God why he didn't do things? The way you do things? Now see, on one hand, on one hand, I, I, I praise God that he, does, that he does not think like I do. But on the other hand, I question God as to why he don't think the way that I do. Why? Because a lot of times we don't want to bear fruit the same way that God plans for us to bear fruit. But I've got to understand that in this situation, listen, it's not about your choice. It's not your choices. You don't determine, you don't determine how God is working in your life. Amen? Amen. You, ha you, have, you are not coming to the table having a sit-down meeting with God discussing how we're going to work this thing out. He's not going to have a conference call with you. So that y'all can discuss the ins and outs, the specifics and the dynamics, the details of the plan for your life. All he said is trust in me and love me with all your heart, your mind and your soul. That's what he's saying. Is that what he's saying? So, so, now, so now I've got to understand that it's important for me. It's important for me to watch my heart with all what? With all diligence. What does diligence mean? That means attention, right? How many of us are attentive with our hearts? How many of us wake up every morning and say, God, I got to watch my heart today? Huh? I got to. I, I, I was so convicted on, on yesterday. And, and now listen, yesterday, Joshua had a, a, a drumline competition. <clears throat> so we're, we're in the Bojangles drive through and Eb and I have ordered something. And first of all, it's, it's, it seemed like it was taking a long time. The line was long. But then we got up to the window and it wasn't a lot of people in the car, so I didn't order a whole lot. My, I don't think my bill's even 
And they gave me a bag. I looked, and the bag felt heavy, heavier than what I ordered. So I looked in it, and it had stuff in there that I didn't order. So I gave it back to them. I said, this ain't mine. And I was okay. I was, I was good. This ain't mine because y'all probably got mine right around the corner. And it's sitting, it's sitting there right around the corner. And you just handed me the wrong bag. I'm okay with that. So she took the bag and looked at it and said, oh, what did you order? So I told her what I ordered. So a few minutes passed. I still didn't have my bag. And so then it, now, <laughs> so you, now, now sometimes, now sometimes I struggle with patience. Sometimes I don't. Huh? And, and and there's a lesson. There's a lesson behind this, because a lot of times we we have expectations of certain things, and certain people. Right. So I, I was I was good. I was OK because, you know, you know, stuff happens. But then they came then they came to me and said, can we see your receipt? Oh, you don't know what I ordered. See, that was strike two. Strike one, it was wrong. Strike two. Now you need to see my receipt. So I and y'all better be glad I still got it. So I took it and I gently placed it on the counter. Right. I gently placed it on the counter for her to see. <laughs> Listen. So they looked at it, and then they had a hard time making whatever they ordered. And then we got it, and it wasn't right. <laughs> so now I now now and here, now here here's the thing. So I was I was. I was, the Lord needed to help me in that moment. I, need, I needed a visitation because I was going to risk us being late to see Joshua perform because we got down the road and I was like, it ain't, oh no, because I paid for this. So I went in there, and then the lady tried. I said, lady, this ain't right. She said, uh, yes, it is. I said, no, it ain't. I said, I don't see nothing. It's supposed to have this in it, and it ain't in it. Yes, it is. It's it mixed all in that stuff. I went and got a fork, and I'm digging around. No, it ain't in there. <laughs> now, but listen, I want to show you something. I want to show you something. Later on that day, we went back out to eat. Now, my, my, my wife and Evan, they were going to get some uh, cheesesteak and some cheese. I said, mm-mm, I don't want none of that. Whenever I go somewhere, I always Google restaurants near me because I like to eat local fare. So I found this place called Charlene's Home Cooking. OMG. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Y'all. This place, it's, it's, oh, it's, in, it's in Roebuck, near Spartanburg. Charlene's Home Cooking had the rating 4.3 or 4.7. See, I look, at, I look for stuff like that. I look for I don't want to go to Burger King, McDonald's. To, no, no, I want to experience the local fare where I am. So, y'all, we walk in there, and immediately to my left, there's a, there's a grandma sitting in, in one of those elevated motorized 
wheelchairs, and she got a plate of, 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 of macaroni and cheese and cornbread, and, stuff, and she eating real slow, Elder Hoskins. And y'all, they got about eight tables in here. On four of the tables, it was about 12 to, it was, it was more than 10. You count it? It was, <laughs> y'all, it was 10, it was 10 cake pans, 10, 10 cake dishes that had cakes that had been cooked that day with the layer cakes with the wax paper in between them because you hadn't frosted them yet. See, Charlene, Emily call her cousin now. And they call her cousin Charlene. Now, and they didn't have no, the menu was on the board. And she and I, I said, what's all them cakes for? She said, that's for tomorrow. Because Sunday's is big at Charlene's home cooking. Because people got to eat after church. And, uh, and on Sunday, she cook a lot of stuff that none of us don't eat no more, like chitlins and pig feet and oxtails and and. But she got fried chicken and fried pork chops and macaroni and cheese. Now y'all know I can cook, right? Y'all, 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 you know that you know y'all know y'all know I can I can do a I can I can do a little damage, right? So so everywhere I very seldom do I go somewhere that 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 can outdo me. Now I ain't gonna. She wasn't now. She good, but she ain't outdo me. But this is this is the point. I, this, this is the point I'm making. This is the point I'm making. I placed my order. I placed my order, and, and they, they ordered, uh, they, Ebony, and they ordered some fried chicken and fried pork chops. So she said, we do it fresh, so it's going to be about 12 to 14 minutes. Guess what, y'all? 15 minutes passed by, and I still ain't had my food. But guess what? I was okay. 20 minutes passed by. I still didn't have my food, but guess what? I was okay. Guess what? 20, 25 minutes passed by. 25 minutes passed by. I still didn't have my food, but I was still all right. It was about 30 minutes before we got our food. And Elder, I was still okay. And I was... And I got my food. And when we were leaving, I'm in the car, and this is the question I hear posed in my head. What was the difference between Bojangles this morning and Charlene's this afternoon? I said, you, I said, you know, I said, now, you know what? I was so convicted that when we were leaving, I felt like stopping by me, Jangles, and saying, I came through the drive-thru this morning, and I need to apologize for the attitude that I had towards your manager and your employees. Because what I, what I learned is that when it comes to our, our hearts, we are predisposed towards certain things and certain people to the point that we have a certain tolerance. 
not just a certain tolerance, but we have a certain acceptance. We have a certain acceptance of certain things and certain people in our lives. Now, if God is trying to put me on display, then I've got to have an awareness of not my experiences at Charlene's, but my experiences at Bojangles. Because now I've got to put on, I've got to put on display a different attitude and a different response and a different reaction. How many of you know that you, you have a predisposed attitude and approach and, and, and how you handle certain people and things in your lives? Huh? How, many, how many of you under, understand that? Huh? And, and, and there are certain, and you also, sometimes it is in a negative light, sometimes it is in a positive light. But at the end of the day, I've got to realize that what God is doing is God is dealing with my heart. Because I should be able to deal with you the same way I deal with somebody else. Is that right? Is that right? So, so how... So how do, and that's where the word comes in, where it says, watch over with all what? All diligence. Huh? Watch over your heart. Because listen, your heart, can, you, listen, it can spring up just like that. Huh? Huh? It can spring up just like that. I, I could play an old R&B song right, right now, and I guarantee you somebody's heart, somebody's mind will go way back somewhere. Huh? I, I ain't got nothing to play. But are, but are you are you hearing me? And it's impo- it's important it's important it's important for you to identify and be aware of those things that are in your heart. Why? Because why? Because God is trying to address them. God is trying to deal with them. And what you've got to understand is God is going to put you in certain situations that are going to expose your heart. David says, "Search my heart, Lord. If you find anything in me, how please reveal it to me." Huh, so listen, so why is it that we get upset when God reveals it to us? What you bringing that up for? Uh, has anybody ever told God that? What you bringing that up for? No, we, no. <laughs> uh, but it, yeah, listen, you know what? You, you don't say it. We, we don't say it. But what happens is our actions and our responses say that. What are you, what are you bringing that up for? See, we, we dare not tell God, you know, don't mess with that. We dare not tell him that. No, but it's how we react and how we respond. What is it? What is it? What is it about us that prevents us from allowing God to, to minister to our hearts the way he wants to? Because, because, because at the end of the day, at the, at the end of the day, none of us have gotten to that place. None of us have gotten to that place where, 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 where God can just, where we're, I mean, we're just super spiritual and we're on point and we're, per, I mean, there's, none of us has gotten to the place where Jesus was, right? Huh? And, and, and so, so it makes sense. If the first thing we have to do is we have to be honest with ourselves, right? 
we have, we have, I have to be honest with myself and see, and see myself for, for where I am. Right? I, I, can't, I, can't get any, I can't get any better, right, if, if, I'm not on, if I'm not honest with myself. And you know, and you know so we, were, we, were at Joshua's, we were at Joshua's band competition last night. And they, had, they, they messed up. They messed up in the preliminaries, and they just didn't make the finals. The finals were the top eight, right? So, and, and they, grouped, they grouped you in order of performance. And we were sitting there, and I said, you know what? The, the top performer in the preliminaries got to go last, got to go last in the finals. And the bottom performer in the preliminaries got to go first. And I was sitting there looking at that, and I leaned over to my wife and I said, you know what? In this situation, I'd rather be first or last. But either one puts me in a position to win. I'd rather be first or last. But either one puts me in a position to win. Because if I'm first, I have an opportunity to set the bar. If I'm last, I have an opportunity to raise the bar. If I'm in the middle, I have to face the uncertainty of where the bar is going to end up. But if I'm first or if I'm last, if I'm first or if I'm last, that's the best place for me to be. First is a place of elevation. Last is a place of humility. But both put me in a place where I can set a standard. The problems with our hearts is we in in the in the in the middle there's so much uncertainty and gray area. And things are not definitive. And things are not definitive. So now I've got to find my place where with my heart, I've got to raise the bar. I've got to set the bar. Are you following me? So, so how, do I, how do I do that? Because now I'm in Christ. Right? So David said, God, search my heart. Right? If you find anything that's not like you, purge it. Right? So I have, I have to allow God to purge my heart. I have to allow him to purge my heart, and I have to allow him to put myself in a place where I begin to respond to everything that he places in my life to show me my heart. Now, when, 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 I, when I give God my heart, and now he has my part, that puts me in a place of elevation. When I respond to where he's placed me, that puts me in a place of humiliation. Right? 
Are you following me? You, you, you're with me. The fact that my heart has been placed in God's hands, that has, that has elevated me. The fact that I'm listening to God, I'm hearing God, in the places he's placed me, that puts me in a place of humiliation. So now I'm first and I'm last. But I'm in a position where I can affect the bar and raise it, the outcome, raise it in my life. So what, so what I do now, now I begin to give every, give every situation over to God. Huh? My, my every response has to do what? Ha, has, to, has to line up with God's word. Right? I understand that salvation is a matter of the heart, right? I understand that these things are, salvation is a matter of the heart. Sanctification is a matter of the heart. So, so now, now my, my focus becomes, can you imagine being able to affect the world by your very presence? Huh? Can you imagine being able to impact the world by your very presence? Huh? You never, you never know how God is setting people up in your life. And it could be that your response can determine whether or not someone receives salvation today. And that's real talk right there. That's real talk. Because that, those are the types of situations that God is going to put you. So how do you become aware of those situations? You have to be king. But, but, more, but more than that, it's, it's not so much about being king as it, as it is about you being geared towards a certain direction. Steered steer towards a certain direction. In other words, you, know what? you are prone to a certain attitude. And a certain response. Huh? Does that make sense? You are prone to a certain attitude and a certain response. You know, so, so when you begin to evaluate the things in your life, you say, you know what? I understand that God is placing people and situations in my life for the intent of what? Him getting the glory. Now, does it mean they're going to be easy? No. Does it mean they're going to be difficult? At times, yes. So how, so how do I... How do I respond in those situations becomes key to whether or not God is going to get the glory. Is that right? So, and, so, and I, have to, I have to identify every interaction, right, with, with, every interaction with that possibility. In Colossians chapter 3, It says, those who have been chosen of God, holy and beloved, put on a heart of compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience. Amen. What is compassion? Compa compassion is having, is having a heart for people, right? Is that right? Huh? Kindness. Do y'all know what that is? Humility, right? Gentleness and patience. So that's, that's putting on a heart, putting on a heart of compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience, bearing with one another and forgiving each other. 
bearing with one another. That means that means I can deal with you. Right? No matter how no matter how much I struggle with, no matter how much you get on my nerves, I can deal with you. I can't just deal with you, but I can, but I can I can I can love you with compassion and gentleness and kindness and humility. Is that is that is that what that says? Huh? So so now you gotta you gotta think about those people that sometimes you struggle loving, and saying you know what I have to begin to I have to begin to deal with them with gentleness, and kindness, and compassion. Is that right? And he says, and beyond all these things, put on love, which is the perfect bond of unity, and let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts to which indeed you were called in one body and be thankful. So now if I'm the, because if I'm I'm a part of the body of Christ. I've been called to the body of Christ. So I'm to put on I'm to put on these things. Why? Because that becomes an expression of Christ, right? It becomes an expression of Christ. And and if now I'm an expression of Christ, then when people see me, who are they seeing? Are they seeing me or are they are they seeing Christ? So now that opens up the door, that opens the door for God to begin to move and to minister to them because they're seeing Christ and not seeing me. You know, that's why people wonder, how is it that you can, how, how is it that you can live in that situation like that? If I were in that situation, I would not take that. I would have told them a long time ago that I ain't, I ain't got to deal with this. Huh? It's a lot of things I'll take, but what I won't take. <laughs> Are you hearing me? You can say you can say whatever you want to say to me, but you better not say. You can do whatever you want to to me, but you better not do. Now, now li listen, listen. But at the end of the day, what you don't know, what you don't know is what God is going to do and what his plan is. So why would I miss what God has for me? Because of what's in my heart. How many of you ever felt, how many of you ever believe that you've missed what God had for you because of what was in your heart at the time? Yeah. Yeah, we do that, don't we? Huh? Because in our hearts, our hearts, have the potential, have the potential to be a manifest expression of God. But we've got to give them to him. And we've got to allow him, allow him to show us our hearts. Because when he shows us our hearts, then, then that's, and, and we respond in a place of humility. That's when the elevation comes in. Does that make sense? 
Yesterday, Joshua's, Joshua's group, they, they, they were finished eighth in the, in the preliminary, so they started first. And you know what they did? They set the bar. They set the bar. The word of God says, humble yourself, therefore, under the mighty hand of God. And in due season, he will exalt you. God's path is to take you from last to first. He does not want you to be caught in the middle. God's plan is to take you from last to first. He does not want you caught in the middle because in the middle you can get stuck. Because in the middle you have what's in front of you and what's behind you that you get caught up on. But when you're last, all you can see is the end. And when you're first, all you can see is where you came from. Amen. Listen, but it all starts with a heart. Where is your heart? Where is your heart? <laughs> Where is your heart? God wants to take us from glory to glory to glory. And it starts with those things. Those things that he continues to show us that sometimes we continue to overlook. And it starts with those things in our lives that he wants to use to show the world that not only is he all-powerful, but he's gentle too. And he's compassionate and he's merciful. Amen.